Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's been a minute. I said I was going to come back in a week and I did not tell the truth. I got wrapped up in all kinds of things real estate related. Good Patriot Realty has been really busy. But I want to welcome you to another episode of The Real Estate Connection brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Notice the new hat, uh, part of uh, Good Patriot Realty expanding its advertising and marketing. Uh, these hats are, do I have an example sitting around here anywhere? No, I don't. This is a Richardson 112. I saw it on, an, uh, on a trip back east uh, when my wife and I were heading out to uh, Nashville. I was scrolling through my phone and I saw this hat and it was red, white, and blue. It was beautiful, it was perfect. And I thought, I wonder what the logo would look like on it. And I was playing around with it on my phone and boom, it was created. And here it is, live and in person, Richardson 112, red, white, and blue snapback, good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Um, uh, this is a closing gift that I'm giving out to my clients uh, who I'm doing business with. And hey, if you want a hat, let me know. I might be able to get you one. Uh, anyway, back to the show. Uh, Good Patriot Realty is the host of the Real Estate Connection. And I want to thank you and joining me on today's show. Um, the topic of today's show is crypto and it being the next real disruptor in real estate. And this is part two, part two. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and let's jump right on in. Oh, and if you don't want to miss another episode, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button, like it and subscribe. So you'd ever have to miss another um, notification of when the show is going to be popping on. Or if you're on uh, Facebook right now, go ahead and hit that um like button and maybe start a watch party for me. Uh, this is going to be wild and crazy as we roll through uh, cryptocurrency and how it might might just disrupt real estate. All right, so we're going to jump right on in. Got, by the way, this is um, I'm the broker of Good Patriot Realty, DRE number 01700019. If you have any questions about your real estate needs or whether you're into crypto and you're wondering how you can use it to purchase your next home or even, even receive payment in cryptocurrency for the sale of your property. Give me a call, 408-472-0817. 
Again, 408-472-0817. I have yet to do that transaction, but we will figure it out together. I have contacts in the Bay Area um, that can help us walk through this thing. And, um, and it would be great because maybe I could receive a commission in cryptocurrency as well. All right, so let's jump on in. So blockchain, blockchain and cryptocurrency. You know, in the first episode, we kind of laid the foundation of what is going on. But um, again, this is from an article by Sarah Kim, and it's titled Blockchain and Real Estate, How the Technology is Revolutionizing Revolutionizing the Industry, okay? And so I'm just kind of summarizing some things that are going on from this article. I wanted to share them with you because if I found them interesting, then I thought you would find them interesting as well. So the first thing is, basically, there's a difference. There's blockchain and there's cryptocurrency, and the two are not the same. They're actually different. And so I'm going to read to you what she has written verbatim. So the information on blockchains is permanent once the data is input into them. So that provides a lot of security. So in a business like real estate, we have a lot of information flowing back and forth and you're putting things onto paper contracts. And I say paper lightly because all of this has gone electronic, right? So in California, real estate contracts are forms driven. They're forms that licensed real estate professionals fill out, but they are binding as a contract. Now in the old days, we'd whip out stacks of paper and start filling it in. But nowadays we fill it in electronically online and then we send it in an email to our clients. They can open it up and read it. Um, and then we can go over questions on the phone and then I can use a program called DocuSign. It's very popular, works great. Send that, send that contract out and people can sign it electronically. So um, it's basically an electronic deal, but not because at the end of the day, we're still printing paper or we're filing paper forms um, back and forth uh, with realtors involved in the interpretation of the contracts and the completing of the contracts. But with blockchain, you could potentially do this electronically where uh, the contract is converted into digital format and it once it's written and put in stone it can't be changed because like it says once information is in a blockchain it's permanent so what is a blockchain right what is a blockchain a blockchain here's the definition a blockchain collects related information and groups them together all right also known as blocks that hold data sets each block has a specific storage limit and once a block is full it gets chained onto the previously filled block. That creates a chain of blocks with data, hence the name blockchain. The chain around the blocks makes the data unchangeable and indestructible. So that's basically what a blockchain is. So if you're gonna picture a box and you're filling it full of data and it has a certain capacity and it gets full. Once that block is full, it get, gets connected to the prior block that was already full and it's attached. Then another block gets attached to it. And so all these blocks connected together create the blockchain, which makes the blocks unchangeable. So in real estate, where you have issues of property size, beds, baths, a square footage, lot size, stuff like that that can be codified in a um, property tax bill, we can put that into the blockchain as well. Um, and once it goes in there, it's permanent. Now, there are issues, all right? There are issues, and this is the issue. As a guy who came out of uh, 
of tech, of high tech, the high tech world, and working in public accounting, we used to do um, uh, uh, enterprise uh, enterprise uh, ERP systems, enterprise systems, basically big giant software systems that kept track of all the data for accounting as and kept it live. So if I inputted, um, say, an invoice or a purchase order or sale into the system, right, it would roll through the entire system and constantly have an updated number of total sales revenue, total expenses and depreciation, all that kind of accounting stuff, right? The issue though in that system is, is garbage in, garbage out. If you have bad data entry and you put in the wrong information, it rolls through the entire system and it can cause there to be bad information. So the system is only as good as the person inputting the data into uh, the environment, into the atmosphere, right? That's the enterprise uh, system that people were installing, whether it's PeopleSoft or SAP. And I know I'm going off way on a tangent, but it's related. Stay with me, stay with me. So if you're entering data into the blockchain and it's wrong, and then it's permanent, you can't change it. So that's a potential downfall in using the blockchain technology. So it would be vitally, vitally important that the information going into the blockchain was accurate to begin with, otherwise it's permanent. And that just came to me, right? So there is some uh, security risk in the blockchain as you're relating, as you're using this maybe in real estate. Because what if you get the lot lines wrong? What if you get the square footage wrong? What if you get the bedrooms and baths wrong? What if you miss something on the title company report that shows that long lost Aunt Sally's uh, second cousin Joe has uh, ownership interest in the property and it pops up out of nowhere and he's all like, hey, that's my, that's part of that is my land and you sold it to somebody else. Now you have title issues. That's a cloud on title. That means the title's not totally clean and then you have lawsuits, right? Cause he's going, hey, I own an acre of that five acre parcel and you're saying, no, I, buy, I just bought it for like uh, two and a half million dollars with a big house on it and I own all two acres. And he's all, no, 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 I own an acre too. Then you have a lawsuit, you have conflicting interests. So it's vitally important that in the blockchain that the information goes in accurately. Now, what is the difference between the blockchain and cryptocurrency? Okay, so first, the biggest well-known cryptocurrency, if you're at, in, at, at all in the news watching anything, is Bitcoin. It was the first one. It started off years and years ago with hardly any value to it, and now it's worth $43,000 a coin. So if you were an early adopter before anyone knew what crypto was, right? No one even knew the concept of it. Kind of like before the internet came out and you bought say a thousand of these coins for like five bucks each, right? Now you're sitting on, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't do the math in my head. I wasn't quite sure if it was a million, but at $43,000 a coin at a thousand coins, yeah, you're a millionaire, right? You're a millionaire. So, um, those early, early adopters are really are sitting back and sitting pretty, but because it's the most uh, well-known and has the most value, we're gonna go with that as uh, an example of cryptocurrency. Now, there are over 6,700 other crypto coins, crypto types of cryptocurrency out there. If you're familiar with the crypto marketplace, then the next popular one would be ETH or Ethereum, and then it goes down the line uh, uh, Solana, 
um, uh, what is another one out there? Um, the metaverse, uh, decentral, mana decentral land. Uh, what else is there? Polygon, uh, XRP. I mean, there's a lot. So if you're, you know, don't beat me up if you're a crypto expert. This is just a broad spectrum overview, right? So first, first was Bitcoin. And it's a type of cryptocurrency, a digital currency used to facilitate transactions. Each type of cryptocurrency has its own unique set of codes. Similar to casino chips, you'll need to exchange actual money for dollars. So that's a great example. And thank you, thank you. All the, all the credit goes to Sarah Kim who wrote this article. And that's a great example, Sarah. Um, so think of a Bitcoin as a, um, as a, uh, I just said it, <laughs> as a casino chip. Come on, Stephen. All right, think of it as a casino chip, right? So you buy these, you buy these casino chips and they go up and down in value. And a lot of people don't like cryptocurrency because the market fluctuates up and down very quickly. But a lot of people love cryptocurrency because the market fluctuates up and down very quickly, right? So picture this Bitcoin, right, that you hold in your hand as a casino chip and then you trade it in for money. And what is that? That's US dollars. That could be francs. That could be euros. That could be um, pounds sterling. Um, it could be whatever uh, fiat currency you want to convert it to, depending on where you're at and how you have your account set up. So um, you use that uh, converted money to buy goods and services like you normally would. So a lot of people use cryptocurrency as an investment vehicle. Um, they see the value of Bitcoin going up over time. And so they'll go buy pieces of a Bitcoin. It used to be you could buy a Bitcoin, right? It maybe 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 3,000, even $4,000 or $5,000, right? But now plunking down 43 grand for one whole, crypt, for one whole Bitcoin, ugh, that's a lot of money, right? So you can buy fractional interests of the coin. So that's something that's different from the stock market. In the stock market, you buy a stock or you or you sell a stock. In in cryptocurrency, you don't have to buy the whole Bitcoin. You can buy whatever dollar amount and you can buy a piece of it. So you can slice off a sliver of that coin and own it. And then as the value goes up, so does your sliver. So that's what that what that's what makes cryptocurrency a little bit different from traditional stocks and bonds. However, the values do fluctuate up and down very quickly. So if you see a pattern in a particular coin and you're seeing it bounce up 5% um, over a day and then drop down 5% over, over a day, then people can trade off of that. They can buy it on the dip. Uh, and then when it goes up to 5%, sell it, take their profit, wait for it to drop down again in a day and then buy it again with all their proceeds from their principal and their profit. And you can see that over time, they're like growing, growing, growing um, money. And there are people who do that full time. Okay, so now that we know the difference between the blockchain and what cryptocurrency is, the blockchain makes it possible for cryptocurrencies to exist. So the data stored on blockchains for cryptocurrencies does a couple of things. It verifies the value and it manages and records transactions and it facilitates the value conversions from the coin itself into whatever type of fiat currency, meaning US dollars or EU, right? So how is this affecting real estate? 
Well, cryptocurrency is a decentralized currency. It's not tied to any nation or state. It's not tied to the U.S. It's not tied to China. It's not tied to uh, Russia. It's not tied to uh, the, the EU, the United Kingdom, Brazil. It's not tied to any nation. So you don't have nations printing out their own currency and backing it with its value. This is a decentralized, meaning it just has value worldwide based on the um, desire for people to own it and what they're willing to pay for it. So there, there's a consensus of people that give it value, which means it can be traded all over the place and, and also it can be traded really quickly. So like in a stock market, you might sell a stock, but then you have to wait a couple of days for you to, for, for the money to clear, for the stock transaction to clear, and then you, for you to get your proceeds or to get your cash, right? With cryptocurrency, it's instantaneous. So you can buy it in an instant and sell it in an instant and it converts quickly. Um, so that is why uh, cryptocurrency is popular. Plus, some people say it's hedging bets against inflation. So I won't get into that. I'm not an investor, um, but that's what they're saying. All right. So how is cryptocurrency potentially going to really uh, affect real estate? Now, this article says there's three ways. Uh, it's going to be on smart contracts and making property investing more accessible to more people and property listing services that are transparent and secure. Um, now, there have been one or two transactions with using cryptocurrency. However, it's not what it seems on the surface, okay? Still in this state, you cannot hand over 15 bitcoins in exchange for a title on someone's house because of the way the rules in the state exist today you still have to hand over us dollars and to another person in order to exchange a deed for a property now can you have money in your crypto account and then convert that to us dollars and then use that money to then buy a house yes but it's not as straightforward as that either because in the uh, home buying and real estate industry and with title companies and with regulations they have to be able to trace where cash comes from okay so with stocks and bonds you can um, trace it back to you know where you purchased it you got the money from a paycheck it went into your bank account then you purchased a stock and then the stock went up in value over time. You sold the stock, you got the cash, it went into your bank account, and then you bought a house with it. There has to be a trail, right? The same thing holds true with cryptocurrency. You have to show where the cash came from that you purchased the cryptocurrency with, and then it grew into an account, and then you sold the cryptocurrency, and then you transferred it into your bank account, and then it went to be used to purchase a house. So even though you can use quote unquote cryptocurrency to purchase an asset, um, it's still kind of very traditional because it's still really new um, and the rules that are in place haven't quite caught up with the technology. And that's, that's true in anything. When I was working in public accounting, and they were doing electronic transfers of stock of software, right? Remember in the old days, you w went to um, a computer store and you were going to buy, say, um, uh, Microsoft, Excel, or Word. You'd walk into the store, 
you'd pick up the box off the shelf uh, with the with the CDs in it, and you'd go up to the counter, and then you'd buy it, take it home, put the CD in your computer, and upload the software. Whereas when a, when technology improved and changed, you no longer had to do that, right? You could just go on Microsoft's website and um, pay for your software online and download it directly to your computer. Well, the tax rules and uh, and stuff that are that are written for the exchange of property didn't have a section for downloading software, right? Because the technology far advanced the rules. And so that's what's going on in cryptocurrency. The rules are set up for US dollars and fiat currency and not for crypto. And so um, there still needs to be some catching up being done. However, you can do it. Now, this is where I think it's gonna affect the industry first. And that's in lending, okay? Because right now, when you go get a loan, you go through a lender or a bank, they loan you the money, then you go through all that stuff, and you get a loan, right? And you have to show your income, and you have to show the ability to repay it, and all this other stuff. But with cryptocurrency, there are some lenders out there that will let you take your Bitcoin and deposit it into their digital wallet. This is where you hold your Bitcoin. And they will give you the US dollars to buy a house. And then you can pay them back over time to pay back all that cash you borrowed. And then once you pay off the loan on your crypto, you get your cryptocurrency back, right? That's brilliant because a lot of people don't want to use their Bitcoin or their other coins because it's still climbing in value. And if you hand it over or cash it out um, and you no longer hold it, which means the value of that coin that maybe you bought, uh, I don't know, even two years ago for $15,000, that's now worth 43. Who knows in five years, that same coin could be worth $75,000. So instead of giving up the coin, which there are a finite supply of, by the way, for Bitcoin, there's a finite supply. They're not making any more. Um, and so once they're all sold and owned, that's it. That's it. You can only buy them off of people, right? And then they become more scarce. And you know what happens when things are scarce, the value goes up. So with these institutions that are allowing you to park your cryptocurrency into them and then get a loan on the value as when you placed it in their possession and they get to hold it and use it, right? You pay them back and eventually you get your crypto back once you pay off the loan. That's beautiful. That could truly upset the lending industry because it goes beyond traditional lending, right? And um, it's almost like doing a hard money loan, right? It's the guy's money. They can lend it to you if they want or if they don't, right? If I have a million dollars sitting in the bank and I want to loan it to somebody in order for them to buy a house, I can write up a promissory note and have them pay and I can attach a lien to the property on my own as a person to do that. It's not just banks. That's what they called hard money lender, where you have a group of investors who put, pool their more money together and then they lend it out to people that don't have the greatest credit or they want a short-term loan and they charge, charge a higher interest rate because there's more risk and that's how they make their money, right? So you could do that and so can these institutions. So that's one place where I really think that cryptocurrency is going to start upsetting the marketplace and a real game changer is in lending. Now, also they talk about smart contracts, but again, 
if garbage goes into those contracts on the blockchain and they're not changeable, then that could pose a problem. So I don't see that as early adoption or game-changing um, item within cryptocurrency um, or blockchain technology right away. I'm not sure how that's all going to play out um, other than getting documents and scanning them and digitizing them and putting them in a place where they can't be altered and being able to report as a broker for regulatory purposes, right? Because you have to hold on to your records so that if the state wants to take a look and make sure you're doing things right, you need to have a place where you're keeping everything. So if you have finished the deal and you scan in all your contracts and you put it into the into a blockchain, you know it's there permanently and you can get to it and it can't be altered. That's a place where I think um, we could get some traction as far as um, smart contracts are concerned. But the other place where um, we may have some traction in being able to sell real estate on the commercial or investment side is um, tokenization. So tokenization, it's a big word, and I'm going to roll through it real quick. I'm trying to find my notes on what tokenization is. Um, all right, tokenization. The tokenization of real estate. This is when you convert, when you take real estate, converting its value into crypt crypto liquidates the industry so what you're doing is you're taking an asset and you're taking that and you're converting it into a, a coin or a cryptocurrency or a bunch of coins so for instance if you own uh, a commercial building in a downtown major downtown city and you take that and you take the ownership of the deed of that and you convert it into cryptocurrency or what we call a non-fungible token or an nft and then people want to invest or buy portions of that building, you could then either sell the NFT altogether, and then a bunch of people own portions of that building, and as the building goes up in value, so does the coin, and so people can invest easier. Um, you can go in and just like with a Bitcoin, you can buy a fraction of it. So if you wanna invest in a large commercial building, in New York City and you only have a thousand dollars and it's tokenized you can go and buy a thousand dollars worth of that building and you're a building owner right and so if that building is going up in value over the time then coral correlating that that tote the token or the coin related to that building would be going up over time as well so this opens up investment to more people um, you're not having to jump through all the regulatory hoops you're not having to um, build syndicates of people with minimum cash inputs. Um, so a real estate syndicate is basically a group of investors that come together to buy a real estate project. They buy it, uh, they rehab it, and then later on they sell it and everybody gets a piece of the pie at the end of the day if it made money. Um, this way, you've bought a, a property, you've converted into cryptocurrency or a token, you've created a token for it or a coin for that project and people can buy into it. And then as the value of that project goes up, uh, the coin value goes up and people will then be able to invest in it. So that's where I see um, some serious um, traction that could take place in the short term in regards to crypto. Um, and uh, so that would be great, especially for property developers, right? So um, this article says, furthermore, the tokenization of real estate converting its value into crypto liquidates the industry. Liquidation makes the entry point for potential buyers 
or investors accessible. This means that a seller doesn't need to wait for a buyer who can afford the entire property to get returns on the investment. That's right, because people can buy pieces of it. You can set out the whole project and make a limited amount of coins, maybe say a thousand coins, and then sell them. Boom. Uh, put them out there on the crypto exchange and people can buy either the whole coin or a piece of a coin. And that way you can fundraise or, or get the money you need for development. So that's basically it as far as uh, cryptocurrency in this current state as it is right now. I think in the future we'll eventually get to the point where you can purchase property using crypto. But some laws have to change. Right now you can buy um, goods and services uh, with cryptocurrency. There's more adoption. I know you've heard of this guy named Elon Musk uh, who owns Tesla, but for a time he was taking Bitcoin for Tesla, for to buy a Tesla, and I think he stopped and then he started again. But that's just one example, and you're going to see more and more of it. There are some NBA stars um, who have converted parts of their contract into receiving uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as payment for their contract instead of U.S. dollars. And so um, it's just something that's new that's starting to take hold of that you should watch. You should absolutely keep your eye on it because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, if you don't know um, what it is, there's lots of YouTube channels out there that you can uh, research and get more information on. Um, you can buy it yourself and uh, maybe do some investing if that's what you want to do i know there's all kinds of vehicles now out there that there used to not be it used to be hard to buy crypto now there's all kinds of exchanges out there and there's even um, uh, other investment vehicles that you can use uh, as well so that's it if you have any questions and you're thinking about um, maybe trying to sell your house for crypto or use your crypto to buy a property give me a call uh, Stephen Thayard with Good Patriot Realty, uh, the host of the Real Estate Connection at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'd be happy to walk you through it. I've not done a deal yet. It's still very new. So there are very few uh, real estate professionals that have actually walked through the process. But I do have contacts here in the Bay Area uh, that could assist in getting that done and we would all be learning together very carefully um, so don't hesitate to call or if you have any other real estate related needs I'd be happy to uh, con uh, talk to you as well the market is absolutely insane and on fire in some parts of the Bay Area uh, with the mask mandates coming down and um, people going back to work um, I would say that the edges of uh, the edges of the Bay Area are starting to slow down. Um, when you get outside of an hour uh, to getting into where um, Silicon Valley is and where people are working in high tech, uh, those, are, those are starting to slow down. But uh, areas inside of high tech um, that were getting a little bit slow because people were moving out because they could work remotely are starting to really pick up. And what's really making a comeback is the condo and townhouse market. For a while, people were fleeing out of those boxes because they needed space. They were all cooped up in there. Um, they were in a quarantine. They couldn't go to work, and it was just too noisy, and there wasn't enough space to breathe. So the condo market really um, was flat for, for a long time. But now that people are coming back to work, 
condos and townhouses are becoming popular again because it's a lower price point or entry level entry point into real estate and um, people are going back to it. So if you have a condo or a townhouse and you've been holding on to it and you're and you want to sell, now's a good time because it's starting to turn. But if you're buying, get in there before it gets crazy. I will tell you that uh, in Gilroy and Morgan Hill, it's absolutely nuts. There's no inventory out here. Um, and so people are just buying houses and they're just jumping off, jumping off the MLS, just disappearing very quickly. Again, if you have any questions about your personal real estate uh, scenario situation, don't hesitate to call. You can reach me again at 408 472 And I'll leave you with this. Um, this is a quote from Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. And with that, I'd like to say, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Thank God that the pandemic is easing. And we will see you next week on another episode of The Real Estate Connection with your podcast host, Stephen Thayard, California DRE number 017 This has been The Real Estate Connection with realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist, Stephen Thayard, licensed Cal DRE number 017-00019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.